Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Kayak Fishing Radio's Low Sodium Show. I am your host, Mark Landing Crew Wheeler, and uh, man, am I excited. I know you can hear it in my voice, I'm all excited. No, I'm, I'm actually really, really excited. We're going to talk about crappie and um, specks or however you want to call them, slabbies, or I just like to call them delicious. Um, you know, they're the one, very few um, freshwater fish that I actually enjoy eating. Um, you know, and and it's surprising because for me personally, I find a lot of my the freshwater species out there to taste like the water that they're in, like mud. <laughs> um, but crappie is one that I do enjoy. Um, uh, and I'm going to give a recipe at the end of the show on how I would like to prepare it. It's not fried. It's not anything special. It's, it's how I like to do it. I take a, a page out of my uh, um, my saltwater book, and um, it actually go inside. It's really well with trout as well. Um, so all you trout fishermen out there, here you go. Um, but we, you know, we're gonna have a great show tonight. We're gonna talk about crappie, what they're doing right now, because now is the time to catch them. And people are going, well, you know, I can catch crappie all year, yeah, but you can't catch crappie like this. I tell you this right now. That little redneck right there. But uh, uh, you know, the crappie are getting are getting bigger. Okay, the crappie are schooling and they're moving shallow. Um, and that means you can catch them a lot of different ways. I'm going to tell you some of my favorite ways of doing it right here, right now. Um, also, we're going to um, talk about cold weather gear because it, it fits, coincides with cold weather. is catching crappie like this. And uh, I'm going to break down proper attire, um, uh, proper attire part one um, tonight. And then next week, we're going to talk more about proper tire for cold weather. Um, I had the unfortunate incident um, three days ago, um, Sunday night. I was out uh, in uh, on a body of water. I'm not going to say which one. And I was on a boat doing a charter, uh, guiding actually. And um, I was filling in for another captain at the time and uh, we were pulling in at like 3 o'clock in the morning. It was an all-night striper trip. I'm absolutely dead beat. Um, and uh, I start to pull in, and uh, there was a kayak in the water, upside down. So immediately I turn on all the lights on the boat and um, start scanning because an upside-down kayak floating scares the bejesus out of me. And uh, sitting there on the dock is a kayaker, um, soaking wet, and um, so I grabbed the kayak, so now I know that the guy's okay, and, uh, and I brought it over to him, and I, you know, docked the boat, and I walked over to him, and I was like, what happened? This guy was out fishing all night long, and um, was not wearing the, the right gear, um, and to be honest, he wasn't really wearing, <laughs> he wasn't out there all night long, he was only out there for about 45 minutes, um, it was windy, and he was getting spray on him. It was making him cold. Now, why was I saying it was making him cold? Well, the reason is because this guy was wearing jeans, tennis shoes, and a sweatshirt. And uh, cotton all the way around. Um, and luckily enough, uh, he started to get cold and said, you know what? It's time to head back in. 
Um, he didn't even get to the fishing spot, by the way, the, the area that he's trying to fish at. And, uh, you know, he was kind of disappointed and starts getting back in. And another guy was about ready to pull his boat out and came in and waked the area as the kayaker was uh, um, was moving in. And when he waked him, the kayaker didn't see it and tipped him over. Um, luckily enough, he was pretty darn sticking close to the boat ramp that he was able to get back you know, on dry land. But he's watching his kayak and all of his gear float away. Um, you know, until I came around the corner, saw the kayak and, and everything, you know, that goes along with that. Um, you know, when I, uh, after getting the boat put on the trailer and, and everything else, uh, and getting the guy some extra clothes, I always carry extra clothes in my truck. It's something I always do this time of year. Cause I, I, I never know. I never know. Especially with what I do, um, this time of the year with, uh, hunting, trapping, fishing, stuff like that. I never know when I'm going to be caught, you know, wet. I like to stay dry as much as possible, and that's how I do that. Um, but uh, again, I'm actually set of clothes and everything, and I literally sat there for 45 minutes, and I, you know, explained it to this guy. He had just bought the kayak in August, first time out, and uh, he, um, well, first time buying a kayak, didn't know any better, and everything else. So I explained to him what he needs to get things he needs to worry about you know this that and everything else and uh you know like his, his eyes were open and you know it comes down to us explaining what to newcomers to the sport what they need to have um but we're going to talk about more of that later let's get right to it let's start talking about crappie black uh black or, or white crappie it really doesn't matter um they all fight great, and they all taste delicious. And um, now's the time of the year to get into them pretty heavily, Re- actually really heavily, and have a lot, a lot of fun. And remember, folks, if you're listening on the app, if you're listening in in the uh, blog talk or on our website, kayakfishingradio.com, and you want to call in, if you're a crappie expert, please call in. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to know what you know. Um, if not, and you're in our chat room, please feel free to, uh, to sign in. Uh, I've got a guest there. Um, and, uh, I really hope, uh, you all can hear me. Um, <laughs> oh man. Hang on, I'm doing a sound check. I do apologize. Chris, if you can if you can hear me, Chris, let me know. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break and come right back with more of the low sodium show. Hopefully, um, you can hear what I just said. Um, <laughs> we'll come back with more of the low sodium show only on the kayak fishing radio network.
Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium-quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Bull Bay Custom Rods are handcrafted, designed, built by fishermen for fishermen. Each plank goes through a rigorous stress test to ensure the highest quality, period. You can actually feel the action of the bite as well as lure vibration through the foregrip. Made with the highest quality components and made to your specifications. Bull Bay Custom Rods bring innovation to your hands. Go to bbrods.com to check out some amazing custom rods. Bull Bay Custom Rods, built by fishermen for fishermen. Welcome to KayakFishingRadio.com. To submit your local fishing report to be aired on Kayak Fishing Radio and the Kayak Fishing Radio iPhone and Android app, please follow these steps. Step 1. Create a Skype account. Step 2. Add Kayak Fishing Radio to your contacts on Skype. Step 3. Call Kayak Fishing Radio and you will hear a recorded greeting. Start recording after the tone. If you do not have a computer or access to one, you may call in via phone at 404-890-5232. That's 404-890-5232. Fishing Radio presents... Sodium Show with your host, Mark, the Landing Crew Wheeler. All right, folks, we are back, and apparently you can hear me, so that's a good thing. <laughs> Woo! It's a good day. It's a good day. Um, now we're gonna talk about this, the, the, the crappie. Okay. Um, now what is a crappie? A crappie is is in the same general family as bass and bluegill and bram and all of them. So black bass uh, family, okay? Um, now, the cool thing about them is that they're one of the very few warm water species, quote-unquote, um, that are more active in the colder months than they are in the warm months. Time frames. They like cool water. They like they're like smallmouth. Okay, they like it cool. They like it crisp. They 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 they, they thrive when it's cooler. Um, now, one of the things that I really like about them is that they can keep you on your game using the same techniques, somewhat <laughs> as you would use for bass. Uh, in the wintertime, uh, for these things. Um, so, what's happening right now with the crappie? In no- November, okay, uh, October, November, December time frame, they start to move shallow, okay? During the winter, during the summertime, 
um, during the summertime, they go deep and they spread out. Okay, they not they're not really all that active. Um, active in a sense of of like being you know viciously voracious. Um, you can still catch them. They're they're, they're around, but it's it's they're just not thick. Um, and you got to fish deep for them, which I enjoy doing, but I'd rather catch them. You know, boom, 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 boom. Um, now, in this time of the year, they start moving towards the shallow. Okay? Shallow being 15 feet and less. Um, what I do is I start finding structure. Okay? Um, I call them wood fish because I usually find them around wood. Okay, a big surprise there. But you can find them on rocks, around most vegetation. They really like vegetation a lot. Um, but I always find that vegetation with something else there. Meaning, vegetation with wood, mostly. Um, let's say it's a lay down and I've got, you know, hydrilla coming up or I've got lily pads coming up. They're around the, that woody vegetation. <laughs> um, and I, I catch a lot of them. Um, this time of year, and it's usually on my bass gear, surprisingly. Lipless cranks, spinner baits, um, stuff like that. They 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 eat shad. Okay, that's what they're feeding on right now, on shad, on small, <coughs> on small brim. Excuse me, small bass actually too. Little bass fry they'll eat uh, this time of year, especially if you. If you had a, especially if you had a, um, a late spawn, okay, um, let's say your bass, for instance, and this happens a lot up north, um, north being like Pennsylvania, New York area, um, let's say your bass, okay, due to a cold front moving through late, didn't spawn until June or July. Okay, and it happens. It happens a lot. Okay. Um, those bass, okay, those fry, are only going to be about three inches. Okay, coming into that, into that first winter. Now, what happens is, those crappie, especially if, if you have a short summer, okay, start snowing in October, maybe, or early November, or, early, uh, or late September, okay, temperatures drop. Those crappie go into feed mode, and they see that little bass, they're going to eat it. All right. Um, a lot of times, bass will eat bass as well, um, because they need to get ready quicker than before, and they'll eat everything that they can. Um, um, now, the great thing is that we can capitalize on this uh, aggressiveness by fishing for crappie. Now, some of the fav my favorite baits for crappie right now, okay, are small baits, um, three inch and less, poppers, uh, bug lures, um, you know, the, the the small little plastic helgramites you can usually find around the the, the small mouth areas or even the uh, the trout area, um, leeches, uh, you know, small flukes. Um, small paddle tails, small grubs, stuff like that. Uh, beetle spins, the old standby, small crankbait, stuff like that. You'll see these these 
these crop you really want to eat. Um, and, and it's not much of a reaction, more of a feeding strike. So when you usually hit, you can set the hook right away and you've got them. Um, <laughs> now, now, here's the cool thing. Is that they are that aggressive? Is that you can practice techniques for bass by catch crappie, shorten down. Uh, so, let's talk about gear. One of my favorite rigs um, for crappie is actually um, not even a bull bay setup, uh, but I'm changing that. Uh, <laughs> Is actually a uh, an, a good old fashioned um, ugly stick, uh, Walmart special. Um, that what I use it, it's it's uh, I think it was like ten bucks. Okay, I threw on a thousand size reel. Um, actually, no, I have a two thousand size series reel. It's a it's a six and a half. Um, it's a six and a half footer. It is great because it's got enough bend in it. You know, it's perfect. I've put 10-pound braid on it, and it casts everything. It catches everything. Um, sorry, uh, folks. i am just been, like, absolutely flabbergasted. Uh, Chris Carlisle is in the uh, uh, chat room going on, man. And, um, and uh, apparently there's a tournament March 29th and 30th at Lake Wiley in South Carolina. It's called Kayaks for Greenbacks, um, and it's got a $30,000 cash payout. Oh, yeah. Um, Chris, if you could, man, give me a call. Let me know more about this, man, 714-816-4727, and uh, let's let the people know about this thing, man, because uh, I might have to uh, jump in on something like that. Um, you know, that, that, that's fitting right in my niche, and uh, I think there's actually a uh, FLW tournament at Lake Wiley the weekend after. Which allow me to uh, to pregame <laughs> before that tournament. Um, bing! Someone just messaged me. All right, give me one second. I'm pulling it up right now, y'all. Give me one minute. All right, so uh, this is uh, the HuntFishPaddle.com. Okay, presenting their kayaks and greenbacks. Um, $150 entry free, um, $30,000 cash payout based on 200 anglers, which, you know, seeing that this is a really heavy duty, um, setup here is awesome. Uh, it's sponsored by Native Watercraft, Warner Paddles, Alloy Wheel Repair, Gambler Fishing, uh, Anglers Wild, Backwater Paddle Company, um, a2 Tackle, Fat Back Herring, Custom Baits by Drew, uh, Online Tire Deals, The Fish Grip, and Denali. Wow, that's a pretty s sweet setup. And now you've got me all interested. Now i got to go sign up for this thing. You, gosh darn it. <laughs> so let's, we're going to break off here for a second, folks, and uh, hunt fish. Paddle.com. <laughs> Let's see what this is all about. I love doing this during my show because oh, my show. Um, products. That's nice, man. 
Nice little uh, setup there. Let's see here. There it is. Let's see if there's any info on that. Tournament. No, I haven't put anything else up on here. Uh, Chris, uh, if you can get a second, man, um, go ahead and uh, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry, this <laughs> this uh, this this whole setup just kind of sent me back a second. Um, okay, I need to get a hold of these guys then. Because uh, I really have like to have them on board. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Seven zero one. You're hey, live. Buddy. What's going on, man? Not much. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Well, I this figured is Chris, since right? you told me to call. Yep, I figured since okay. you told me to call, I'd make a quick appearance. And um, actually, it's kind of funny. I was just looking on my Facebook page today, and um, one of my well, we did the Spooky Bass tournament out in Nebraska. Right. And that actually had such really good success. Uh, we had 31 people show up in a matter of six weeks. Nice. And uh, you couldn't ask for them anything better, except for the fact that the guy that put it on decided to get right back on the horse, and he started up this Midwest kayak fishing series. So for right. four months, we're going to go and fish, the first month being crappies, which I thought was kind of cool, being very appropriate for this one. So in April, June, you fish for... Uh, what is it, bass, crappie, or uh, bass, sunfish, catfish. June is bass, and then the, the, the final tournament at the end is also for bass. And you win a, you, you got a chance to win a brand spanking new Hobie kayak. Cool. So the, the guy took this little, you know, six-week adventure for spooky bass, and he's, I think we've already got within just a matter of a week, the exact same amount of people at the tournament are, you know, telling us they're going to show up. So, I mean, we've got another 130 days left of planning to get all this thing set up. So that's going to be a blast too. But one of the guys, uh, friend versus friend or whatever, ended up slapping that on my Facebook page. And I about, oh, man, I about crap myself. I was like, are you serious? It's about time. Having that thirty thousand yeah. dollar payout. I mean, South Carolina alone, good good temperature, good weather. Yep. I mean, that is yep. just it is looking to be one heck of a tournament. Yeah, and Lake Wiley is is a, a bass mecca. They don't have now. Granted, they have got some big bass in there, but it's the it's it's the lake where you can literally hit two to three pounders um, consecutively. Boom, 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 boom. Get a five bat, and this has come from my my uh, bass boat experience. You can get those three, four, you know, two to three pounders. But the guys that always win it are always the guys that can pull one or two a day, and this is for like a three day tournament. Um, you know, one or two, four or five pounders. Uh, and actually, I was just one in, in uh, Lake Wiley seven months ago, last April May time frame, and uh, and I was the the, the back boater. I caught two two pounders and one five pounder, and it put me in fourth place. Um, and the guy that, and literally between first and fifth, we were off 
each other by like an ounce and a half to three ounces. Um, and it was all because, you know, one guy caught, you know, a, a, a two pounder and then, then a, you know, a four and a four or, or you know, a, a two, a four and a five. You know, it was it was that close. Um, you know, and that was the same thing for the boater side and other tournaments I've seen. And Lake Wiley is one of those ones I love to fish. I mean, it's it's got your deep water. It's got your shallow water. It's got, you know, it's got everything. And uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of good stuff in there. And I, I'm, I'm, well, <laughs> I'm stoked. Well, good, because I, mean, I was going to say, too, I mean, I'm up here in North Dakota. So for me to even, you know, consider fishing Lake Wiley, I mean, I've never even heard of the dang place. So I'm glad I've got people like you that have actually heard of it and fished it and might even be able to hook us uh, on locals up with uh, some pretty good tips and pointers on where the heck to go. Yeah, the, the, the you know the lake, um, the, the lake is similar to, to a lot of your northern lakes, northern northern reservoirs, in that it's deep in sections. So if you can fish deep, you can fish wily, um, and that's what makes it great. And, and, and a lot, a lot of um, a lot of anglers enjoy fishing it because it is so diverse. Um, and literally, you can sit in there. Um, if you if you pull up a a a map of the lake itself, it's it's pretty crazy looking. Um, you know, it's almost you know a, a river system reservoir that kind of creates its own island in the center, um, and that's the Lake Wiley area. Um, and it's uh, you know it's got a bridge or two. It's got a, it's got docks. Oh my God, it's got docks. I mean, yeah, I'm a dock flip, flip and pitch and freak of nature. Um, oh, you know, my. <laughs> uh, you know, and literally there's docks with, with lily pads, and then there's there's docks with wood. And, you know, you can find that the guys that are that are anglers because you, you slide by there with side scan sonar, you know, and, and, and their dock sits at the very end in 15 foot. And, you know, from you know, the bottom to about you know, eight feet off the bottom, it's just brush everywhere around the dock. So it's like, oh, you know. Like heaven. Oh, yeah. You you, you can actually tear them up um, inside there. And like I said, it's 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 a small bass mecca. And I say small bass, and people start thinking that I'm, uh, I'm knocking it, and I'm not. There are tons of, of, of these beautiful, beautiful... Um, two to three pounders and um you know the 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 lake is fed um from lake norman okay uh, up 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 in north carolina um and it's the big reservoir system it comes all the way down and um it's a great reservoir man i'm telling you what it's uh it's long it's got lots of areas you can fish a lot of boat ramps a lot of area you can get into um, and I don't know, because they don't have it posted on their website, all the, the brouhaha with it. Um, but it, it, it's a great, great um, fishing area, man. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, it's got the dam, which, you know, you could, that's going to be a, a great thing. And in, in that time frame, March, you know, you could literally, you know, if you wanted to, you know, you get there a week ahead of time. You start fishing it. You start to realize, okay, 
I'm down at the dam, clear water, because that's usually how it works in, in these dammed areas. You know, closer to the dam, I got my real clear water, and it's just not holding the bass like I like to, because it's still March, it's still a little chilly, you know, for a lot of these bass. Um, you know, you could drive 30 minutes up the, up the reservoir, find another spot where you have that muddier water, you know, up by actually Lake Wiley, uh, the town of Lake Wiley, um, you know, and, and find that muddier water, the, the, the back creeks and stuff like that, because it's got a ton of back creeks and channels and coves that you can go in there and find those bass. And that's going to be the time of the year where literally you can throw everything, crankbaits, slipless cranks, um, you know, jerkbaits. Jerkbaits are going to be famous, in this, you Our know, famous grubs and just regular hooks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Up here, you know, up here in the northern states, we, we like our simplicity. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and, and that's, that's funny you say that because um, what I like to throw that time of the year is a, um, is a neutrally buoyant grub. Um, no weight to it, really, and if I do add a weight, it's literally like a 164th little drop shot on the, the extra wide gap hook I use, you know, on yep. a light, light rig, all fluorocarbon. And I'll throw that out there and just let it slowly sink if it sinks at all. You know, I've had bat, and I've, I, you know, I've had it where I've, you know, smacked the dock and lost all that momentum, and it just kind of lays on the surface for a second and just slowly sinks down. But with a good paddle, uh, a curly tail grub like, um, like the Power Team lures, um, which I know this year is going to be just absolutely awesome. It's got that wide body. It's got the tail that just kind of just, just flutters. Um, you know, have it just sit there and just give it a little twitch and just move it. That that's going to mimic, you know, the, uh, the 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 shad and stuff like that that these fish are going to eat. And I've had I've had topwater blowups in middle of January, February. Um, it's just awesome. It's just absolutely awesome. You know, and and the great thing about Wiley is literally, all right, you go away. Um, it's right. It's just south of Charlotte, North Carolina. So for those that are Gonna be, you know, like like Chris. If you were gonna fly in, you'd fly into Charlotte, right? And okay. then, um, you know, you'll get a hotel room, rent, a, uh, borrow a kayak, and you could be fishing this tournament and come walking away with thirty grand, or however, however the pay structure is gonna be. Usually with something like this. So let's say uh, thirty dollars, uh, two hundred kayakers, thirty thousand dollar payout. Um, you know, the top kayaker might pull, you know, nine grand. You know, second place will get five, four, you know, and then, then it trickles down from there. Um, you know, seeing 30,000 is great. That, that's awesome. Um, you know. Well, that puts us most... up into the, the, the bass fishing, you know, the, the, the big elite series. You know, that most of uh, the kayak fishing people anyway wouldn't even be allowed to go fish because, crap, they're using lakes that are four times bigger than any one of us can get across in a day. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of nice. I mean, we I've been waiting for something like this for you know I've been only kayak fishing for three years, but I mean, I've been waiting for it at least that long, and that is just a, it's an awesome, awesome thing. Right, and and to be truthfully honest with you, you know, back in the uh, I'm gonna say 2005 between 2005 and 2008 out in out in California. There was a series of kayak fishing that was um, 
that was uh, uh, paid. It, it was a payout system. You know, you and it was okay. it was expensive. It was like two hundred dollars for the tournament, fishing on like Clear Lakes, uh, California Delta, stuff like that. Um, and they said, okay, you have to stay on this body of water. Here's your GPS system. So they knew where you were going. So if you decided you're going to sneak across to another lake or another, you know, little body of water, a little pond next to the lake, you know, how they'll look at the burrows and stuff like that. Um, yep. you know there's a big bass in there. They look at your thing and be like, you went across. You're, you're disqualified. So you had to stay on that body of water. Now you could drive to get to another spot in that lake and launch. And that's what a lot of us would do. Is let's say that there was a, a really great morning bite. Um, uh, let's, let's consider the lake uh, oval, right? Great bite in the morning on the northern side of that oval. And then, you know, you knew by 10 o'clock that bite would end. And, but you had a spot that you could go to, but you had to drive 10 minutes to that, to that next launch ramp where we would, you know, paddle back in. Load the kayaks in the bed of the trucks. Have and it would, it, it would, you'd work together. So one guy would be driving, one guy would be sitting in the bed of the truck, holding the kayaks down, driving all the way back down that spot, relaunch it, and going fishing. Um, you know where we were pulling. You know you won. You pulled eight grand. You know, um, you know second place. You know being first loser only pulled away with like two grand. But you know it, it, it was it was an awesome setup that they had and. Uh, you know, I, I, I've only been in one other kayak tournament where I've uh, won cash, and that was a small one. I think I walked away for like 400 bucks. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I love seeing that. I love seeing that coming back and around. And I know that there's a um, a group that is trying to get – excuse me, trying to get the kayak fishing world into the – elite system. Um, the problem with that, okay, is that what you're seeing is is people that don't know or, or people trying to set up tournaments off of a BASS system instead of being a governing body and having tournaments that, are, that start up work with them. And if they did that, you know, where it's cash payout. So, for every $5 of a $100 entry fee, $5 to go to the governing body where the governing body would take that $5 through 100 tournaments. Okay, out of those 100 tournaments, there's 100 anglers. That's 1,000 anglers out of $5. I'm just using numbers here. Out of that $5 for those 1,000 anglers, that's $5,000. That would go towards like an angler, angler of the year or it would go to a kayak championship You know where it was strictly you, know, you put – you know, the best, you know, the top three kayak anglers from each tournament series together in one spot and let them fish, you know, or to make that plausible, $30 from each $100 thing so that 70 bucks going back to the tournament. Um, you know, you're, you're, you know, you'd fly them out or, you know, you, you, you'd pay for their, their hotel stay, meals, stuff like that, at that $30. And, you know, so you're talking for 1030 that's $30,000. Am I getting that right? So, yep. you know, those anglers now, okay, now people have an incentive. Okay, it's to be in the top three, you know, of your governing governing kayak series, okay, to go to the main kayak championship, you know, where 
you know, you can actually compete against the best in the country, if not the world, and be amazing. You know, it's not like the Hobie one where it's only Hobie anglers all join up and they all fly out somewhere. It's actually, you know, you got guys from Native, New Canoe, Jackson, Wildy, you know, and 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 for those that, you know, you you could bring it, you know, if you know, let's say Chad Hoover, right? Chad Hoover, Drew Gregory, Jim Sammons, you know, they've all got their own little niche, right? But yep. they would compete as well in that tournament series because you know, even if they're sponsoring it, they're still anglers. So, you know, Chad might be sponsoring with Hook One, but there's nothing that ever says that, you know, there's there's no, you know, reason why if Chad goes out there and absolutely bombs it, that he automatically gets a place in the tournament. But if Chad goes out there and kills it, right, and and then now he's in. You know, if if Jim Sammons. You know, let's say Jim's out there in out on the West Coast, and they have a uh, an, uh, a saltwater series, right? And then that saltwater yep. series, he kills it. He's in Drew Gregory River. I mean, the river, guy's a river fishing freak. You know, they have a river series like the River Bassers, you know, River Rats or whatever, and he kills it. He's in. But if he sucks it, let's say he goes out there and just has one of those days. We all have those days, okay? Oh yeah. KVD has those days. If he gets out there and and bombs it. He doesn't get in. See what I'm saying? But it doesn't mean that he can somehow get in. You know, and, and it's great because people can go. You know, you know. Uh, now I'm not saying anything bad, but you know, let's say, uh, uh, you know, John Doe owns John Doe Bait and Tackle and Kayak Store, right? And everyone knows John Doe, right? I'm just using an example. And you know, because he is, you know, John Doe, and everyone knows John Doe, but John Doe blows it. You know, it it, it it can show you know greatness or non greatness or hum, human a humanity to the to the sport. You know, for those that are on the low end, um, you know, and it can start to show those anglers that are really good. I mean, I know some guys that are amazing ang- anglers um, that just don't get into the tournaments because why would they spend 150 bucks just to win a kayak that they don't really need? Or get in there and go against 30 other guys and just blow them away every time, you know, those little, little, you know, short tournaments and, you know, not really be challenged. But then you start challenging them, having an incentive of a cash payout, you know, unless you're just getting a kayak, but actually getting, you know, cash money in his hand, you know, then that's, that's an incentive, you know, oh, exactly. you know start hooking up, hooking up those guys. You know, because the next step for a kayak angler would be boat fit. You know, uh, fishing in, in the BASSFLW side. You know, because that that's a big stepping stone. You know, if you, if you kill the kayaking iron, you know that's when you start picking up sponsors like Ranger. You know, the winner receives thirty thousand dollars cash plus a brand new Ranger Z uh, Z seven or whatever the hell it is. You know, with the trailer, or you hook them up with the you know Ram trucks or Ford or Chevy, you know, that's incentive. That'll get, that'll get people going. And to be able to do that, it's absolutely, it's actually really easy. You know, if you show that, hey, it's not just this little, you know, Florida, Virginia, Texas, Nebraska, California setup. It's actually nationwide that all these little series are fishing to try to get stuff. BASS, FLW, 
all do it. You start fishing small, you start fishing, you know, in the little your little pockets, and you expand and start getting better and better and better and better and better until you get to that point where you are a champion. You know, because if you talk to uh, Ike and Nelly, KVD, any of these guys, they didn't just like magically decide one day I'm going to go fish the Elite Series. It doesn't work like that. They started off fishing the small little local tournaments, you know, and then they got really good and were, you know, coming in fifth or better in all those tournaments. And I know I'm getting away from my, my crappy show, but this is something that I really need to explain to folks, is that this, this is what I'm doing right now. I started fishing four years ago, when, and, and for those who don't know, Chad Hoover is the one who got me into bass fishing. I never used to bass fish, and Chad's the one that got me into it. Really hardcore. You know, I did in San Diego a little bit. I did it back in, in New York and Pennsylvania when I was a kid, but not like I am right now, where it's just, it just it's a festering need to just rip lips. Um, and when I started, I started fishing small little local tournaments. You know, uh, here in Virginia, we've got uh, uh, Bass Johns and, you know, uh, you know, Bass Chasers, and they're just little John boat, you know, 20, 30 guys getting together and, and just fishing for one day. You know, and everyone puts in 50 bucks, and you walked away with, you know, X amount of money. You know, and, and I started doing really well on that two years ago. And, and to the point where I'd walk up on a tur- in, in, for a tournament in the morning, not even as an angler, but as a co-angler. And guys were getting in their car and driving away because they knew they really never had a chance. And, and, <laughs> not, not, and that's not blowing up my head at all. And don't, don't get me wrong. But... You know, you're going to meet people like that all over. Or oh, you yeah. Just, you know dang well you go out with that guy, and it's like, yeah, I might as well leave. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I'm My like, father you know, that, for God's sake, he's like that. Now, you go out fishing with that man, I don't care. You bring any magical lure you want, he'll still out fish anybody I've ever seen in my life. Right, and, that, absolutely that's, and that's a great thing. Is that Now, here's the thing. You could take a guy who is just absolutely awesome if he's relaxed, not worrying about a tournament. But you start talking about, you know, going against someone else and 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 just absolutely, you know, this is how I'm going to feed my family, it changes the whole deal. Um, and, and two years ago is where I, you know, I, I made that step. Um, I went, okay, I'm doing really good here. And actually the last year of that little best tournament thing, a uh, little John boat thing, rented a boat um, from, a, from a place and was fishing as the boater and still, you know, coming in the top five of each tournament and then coming in second at the championship as a boater. That's when I started getting the confidence, okay, and the knowledge of tournaments. I then switched over, and here's a great thing, folks, if you're listening in, do it. I am telling you, go out and do it. Find a BASS or FLW tournament and see if you can't marshal it. And what marshalling is, is you actually ride for an Elite Series or, or the, the FLW side um, in a single, single boat or tournament. You actually ride as the judge for that tournament. And you want to talk about awesome. My first one I did was here in uh, um, the Potomac. And I got seated next to uh, 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 um, <sighs> Denny Bauer. And literally, the whole day, Danny's just talking. And literally, I had a notepad, and I'm writing down everything the man said. And this made me a better flipping pitch angler. 
The next one I did was on the James River. I had a great opportunity. Gerald Swindell, one of the best you know, skipping guys, lipless cranks, you know, absolutely cool dudes. And I learned from them. And you can marshal. It's 100 bucks. You, you, no matter what, you get a spot. They give you a lunch and, and a, you know, a couple of bottles of water, Gatorade or whatever it is, to carry with you on the, during, during the tournament day. And, you know, at the end, you get to socialize with the anglers, you know. But at the same time, you have a job to do, and that's to make sure that they're not screwing up. Um, and I loved it. And I, and, I, and I still plan on marshalling this year uh, for the James River and uh, probably one down south. But uh, it was an absolute blast. I absolutely loved it. Um, but the cool thing is that I learned the tournament side. I learned the rules. I learned what not to do, what to do. Little tricks, you know, like, you know, when your live well is on, make sure you put a dose, dose of this. If you decide you're going to go silent where you don't have the live well pumping, you put, you know, a uh, 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 scoop of this special, you know, stuff into the tank, it actually adds more oxygen, creates more mucus for the fish, makes them feel better, you know, so I don't have to have my, my live well on. Or, you know, hey, make sure you always have a second trolling motor, you know, like Iconelli. That dude has more crap in his boat than you could ever think of, right? He's like well, got a trolling, he's got extra, two extra trolling motors in his boat, you know, and we all saw that if you watched the Bassmaster Classic. Well, Iconelli's trolling motor actually froze on him where it actually got water inside of the unit and froze inside the unit because it was so cold. But he had to switch them out. And then he had to switch out another one, which he had to have uh, brought in. You know, and you start realizing what you really need to do. Now you start getting a price point. You know, and, I, and I've started uh, two years ago actually fishing as a co-angler in, in as many of these tournaments as possible. Uh, the Bass, uh, Bass, angler we, uh, Bass Master Weekend Series, absolutely awesome. It's like a hundred bucks, and you you know you're fishing against other co-anglers, but you're on the backboat of a local angler, local quote unquote pro, and you know you start working into it, and you start to realize okay, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to have, and you start to, to learn, you know, the bodies of water, and you start watching your angler at the same time. This is someone who's also been fishing for a while as well, and if he's done it right, he started as a co-angler, got his boat. And has learned the, along the way. Not some guy that just decided, he, you know, one day during the wintertime, I'll be a bass angler. And you'll see that as well. But, um, you know, making those steps, you know, and it is cash money. You know, you're not just fishing for a rod, all right? You come in for the weigh-in and, you know, you put your bag up there and you, you know, you, you weigh it in. You look at your thing, you're 12th place and you still have another 100 anglers to go. If they don't catch fish, yeah, you got 12th place. But if they most likely did, you know, you're down in like 30th, 40th, 50th place. You might not receive a check. And there is no, you know, ceremony at the end. It's just, thanks, see you next time. You know, that's when it starts really hitting your head. Okay, this isn't just fun. This is actually business, you know. And you start getting that mindset, you know. And, uh, you know, and a great thing, that, you know, sitting with Swindell is he always talked about the stress monkey. You know, that stress monkey. You know, it's it's you know first day of a one day you know it's a one day tournament. You get out there, you get to your spot, and before you even get to your spot, because he's the second flight, the second flight's the second one to go out. They split up all the boats. You know, ten boats, ten, ten, ten. You know, the first flight has the first opportunity to go out, but yeah, the first one has come in. You get there because your second flight, your spot, and there's a guy already fishing it. Stress monkey just jumped on your back. 
He's sitting uh, up there, and he's smacking you on the back of the head, annoying the hell out of you. You, know, you can feel him. He starts, you know, he's just a little, little, little spider monkey. And then you move to your second spot. There's another guy there. Now that spider monkey just turned into chimpanzee. You know, and then you keep on going un- until you get that, 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 you know, silverback gorilla who's sitting there with, with the chokehold on. You can't think. You can't breathe. That's the stress monkey. And, you know, the ability to, 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 to shove off that, okay, I have six spots. All six are already taken. Let me head back to that first one. I'll fish behind that guy, and I'll still catch fish. That is the, the mindset that you need to have for those tournaments. You know, and, and especially if you're a, 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 a co-angler, man. I mean, you get a, a boater who just always seems to be in the right spot, and you can never be in that spot before him because you can't cast in front of him. That, that's, that's, that's a huge no-no. He'll position that boat so you can never make another cast again. And, uh, you know, you start to see these things happening, and, you know, that's a stress monkey. It's all in how you take it. Do you take a second, take a drink of water, and go, okay, I'm going to outfish this fucker now. Uh, excuse the language, but uh, um, you know, that, that's how things start, and that's how you do, and, and that's how it works. And that's how you, you become, take it from just winning a, a paddle, you know, thanks to a raffle because you can catch fish, to making that transition to being a, a boater and, a, and, a, and, and, and chasing your dream. And uh, I'm at the very bottom of the hill of my dream but i'm working up that mountain so but yeah i'm i'm, I'm super excited chris about this i think this is gonna be a great thing um to see tournaments start people starting getting really serious you know realizing that yeah you're gonna have a thousand guys say i'm not interested in doing anything anything like that you're not going for those thousand you're going for the hundred anglers in that area in that state that are like heck yeah I am all about that. Let's do this. And they jump on yep. board, and they're serious about it, you know, because there is cash. You know, there is, you know, a return on their investment. And the investment is that, you know, time, the money to get the, you know, pre-fish and everything else, that they can see an investment return. So I'm, I'm, oh, I'm excited about that. Exactly. And I think even up here in the, the Midwest states, the North Dakota and – like I said, I've made some really good friends out in Nebraska over the tournament. But I've been in touch with uh, a couple people from Nebraska, a couple people from Wisconsin, and we're all going. We're just going to try to figure out and make sure we've got our schedules cleaned out, and I think we're all going to you know, end up carpooling in some way, shape, or form or another. Right. You know what would be good for you guys would be actually to, um, you know, there's something that, now here's a great thing about kayaking, because you could throw, you could rent a U-Haul, throw all the gear inside the U-Haul truck, and then y'all pile into a van, you know, down by the river. And you know, one, you know, two guys drive the U-Haul, two guys drive the van with all the clothes and everything else. You take six guys, you just keep rotating out. You can make that drive in, a, in without stopping, you know, for for whatever, because those other two guys are sleeping in the back of the van. You know, you know, you see how that works. So you can oh yeah, money. I mean we're. We were thinking you know. about doing that same thing for the boondoggle because that's, you oh, know, yeah. for us anyway, that's like a 19-hour drive just to get, almost 20-hour drive just to get to Orlando, Florida. You know, right. we put three, four people in a vehicle, we do it in a day. I mean, we don't stop just for, all we do is for gas and some food and take right. a couple of shifts. That'd be it. Yeah, that's the way to do it, man. I mean, I, I do it by myself now. Um you know, granted, with the boondoggles now, I have my wife. She always goes with me now. Um, but for the longest time, I was doing those drives by myself. 
you know, and, and driving down to tournaments at the Kissimmee Chain, um, you know, driving down to uh, Lake Wheeler in Alabama, you know, um, which is funny. It's the last, my last name, and I've sucked every time I've been there. Um, you know, but it, it's much easier on you when you have someone else, you know, and, and that's the great thing about them. But, um, yeah, man, I, you know, I'm going to try to get a hold of these guys and we'll have them on the show because I'm really interested in this, and uh, I know I'm going to be uh, getting ready for that. Cause I, I have, you know, it's funny, I have a tournament the week before in Virginia, and then the week after I have one um, at Sandy Cooper in South Carolina. So it looks like I'm going to spend about two weeks in, uh, in South Carolina. <laughs> well, heck, yeah, see, that works out. And I know, like I said, for uh, the Midwest Kayak Fishing Series, too, our tournament starts April 1st, and it goes all month long. But we will have prizes for first, second, third for each month. And then uh, we'll basically have, like, a kayak giveaway uh, at the final month, too. But that will be for, the, you know, the people that actually participated in all four, you know, right. all three online ones, and then actually show up for that one. So it'll kind of be like you said with the kayaker of the year. Every tournament you do, you're going to get points. You know, that way only the, the the best three or four, top four or five people out of the whole thing are really going to have a chance at that kayak at the end of the series. Right, right, right. You know, you don't have to worry about that one random guy that shows up and strips you all. Exactly, exactly. Cool, man. All right, man. Uh, well, I'm pretty much ran my hour. Um, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to end the show. Um, and then next week we're going to talk cold weather gear, talk crappy because I'm going to add that to the show. And uh, hopefully we'll have the guys from this uh, Hunt Fish Paddle series on, and we'll talk about that as well. Sound like a plan? Sounds great. Can't wait. Cool, bud. Remember, promote the show. I'd like to thank everyone for, for listening in today. We're on the podcast. Um, and uh, greatly appreciated. I'd like to thank all my sponsors, Orca Coolers, Bull Bay Rods, Unfair Lures, Tommy Head Jigs, uh, Jackson Kayaks, and everyone who's involved in doing this. Thank you very much. Couldn't do this without you, especially you, the listeners. With that being said, hope everyone has a great weekend. Take kid fishing. Always wear your PFD. And get your fish on, man. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys.